The following Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast is based on real events from the history of American crime. Some of this imagery might be upsetting. Listener discretion is advised. newspaper like uh with my right hand a little bit so i can like peek and i look over and i go today's wednesday your check-ins on saturday and then i snap the paper back out hey so read any good books lately (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i've killed anyone i swear (laughs) i put it back down remember we've talked about your uh there's no need to talk about your delusions genuinely asking if you've read any good books, because that's that's a thing that I do. Sighs loudly, uh, folds the newspaper, uh, folds it, closes the newspaper, folds it up, puts it down, proceeds to pick up the fork and like, play with his food for a minute, and thinks about it, and then uh, name drops, insert, you know, book number five on the Backfires best-selling best list right now that's uh, slightly fictional, but based on historical events that I've been not reading but perusing through the pages because it wasn't a, it was still a bore. <laughs> yeah, that, that that that's cool. Um... <laughs> we, uh, uh, um, uh, there 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 might be a situation. Um, I, I'm I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I'm also not saying that it did. Uh, I don't know. Um, there's a, there's a big hole in the basement, and I, I swear I'm not responsible for any dead things that are down there. Um, in this ba- in this basement, in like this building, maybe. Well, it gotta be more specific. Are you talking about here, next door, out the street, street? <laughs> here, in the back room. Yeah. Where, I look around. Do I? Can I? I now police mode and look around and get give me the bearings of the room it's a uh it's a relatively small bakery i mean there's not a, a lot of uh physical space to work with in the city <clears throat> there's the counter uh there are a few tables spread around and a uh employees only um kind of swinging uh door going into the back room and there's a small counter um mm-hmm. for stuff to come from the the kitchen into the front room Alright, I'm going to roll to detect magic. Okay. 15. So, I don't so really... Mind the players at home. <laughs> I don't know if it's a magic city or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there is a lot of magic around, and so I'm, I'm trying to decide if there's anything, like, specific that you would that you would be sure. able to suss out. And detect magic doesn't pick up, like, spell components or anything like that, so oh. you wouldn't you wouldn't sense any of that. And I don't think that Percy or Alos have anything magical on them. 
right? Just my personality. Just your personality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I look around the room. There's a. I make a perception check to see if anything uh, looks out of place for being in a bakery. Like I got the lay of the land, and I know what it looks like. I'm looking for. I'm looking for. Is this a hideout? Is this a front? Is this a you know, like we have the meat weird meat food thing going on over there. I want to confirm mm-hmm. is this not some kind of cover story? Okay. So, so. Yep. Uh, 16 plus uh, 16. Okay. Um, it's not... The food itself isn't unusual. I mean, there's all kinds of of people that live in Backfire, right? Sure. So out of, sure. out of character, we've kind of built the world as a... Almost as like a, a planner hub, right? Sure. Where all any kind of playable race would exist here um so that there that there is this kind of bizarre sort of meat shaped (laughs) into into delicious dessert form um it's not appealing to him um and it might seem a little strange but i'm i'm sure he's seen stuff that's you know in this line of work yep all right the stuff that he's seen could make your blood curdle kind of thing in terms of whether or not it's a front i mean there's not a lot of people in here right now sure that could mean something um what time of day is it uh middle of the afternoon is it a a weekend a weekday and a busy is it a cell anything going on in the city or in this neighborhood let's let me roll and see what day of the week it is Uh, it is a Sunday afternoon. Okay. I should probably figure out like what the calendar looks like in this place. I feel yeah. like that could be very calming. To like go deep into the the minutia of this world. Sure. <laughs> like that has like me and Griff up until three o'clock in the morning trying to figure this out written all over it. <laughs> I like it. How many days on the wall? How many days are in the month? <laughs> Do they have no, months? My last campaign, I made the day cycle uh, uh, 40 hours long. Yeah. And it just got really repetitive to remind my players that it's still daytime. <laughs> it's still going on. You can take several long rests before the sun goes down. I feel like for some reason they're on the French Revolutionary calendar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, right? <clears throat> that means that Napoleon was here at some point. Oof. Um. Can't <laughs> Yeah, my worlds are collapsing on each other now. hes It's probably not a front. Barnabas is kind of weird. It's strange that Percy is here. Yep. And, and is just kind of like glaring at you. But he has... Yep. And you would understand why he would be maybe a little hesitant to initiate any kind of conversation. I mean, yep. you, you did arrest him. And he is pretty strange. And those... It's like a, a, a good combination for like he might not be super happy to see you right now okay. uh, I take his words and I start looking around the room and I, I did my generic tech, tech for magic mm-hmm. I'm gonna walk up to the uh, I, as I usually do I just I, you know, I just go and I go investigate I'm a cop when it's uh, always looking to see something new so I'll go to the back room knock on the door okay uh, you knock on the door and uh, you hear like a big crash, <laughs> and it's probably like a domino style thing. Like first, there's like one pan hits, and you hear like 
the like the aluminum clanging around um and then like something else crashes and then something else uh and every time you hear barnabas cursing <laughs> like and it gets like increasingly <laughs> brashed <laughs> sure <laughs> so distracted by dan's Toss of the Kleenex over his shoulder. <laughs> the trash can is back there. Oh. I don't need this place. You disgust me now, Kleenex. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, pop, I try to open the door. So you, you try to push, and you, there is some resistance. Bar- Barnabas says, uh, Sorry, this is staff only. Uh, I'd like to have a couple questions. I'll, I'll be right out. I'm just washing my hands. Sure. Percy Grits, uh, are you out there? Uh, Percy just kind of <clears throat> snaps through and just kind of gets up. And he sees Solar trying to get into the door. And uh, he stops for a moment. And in his head, I guess the thing for Ironside goes off. You know, that Kill Bill music. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And, uh, person tries to tamp it down. And, uh, very carefully, he kind of, like, calls over and around Solar, and he goes, Yeah, what is it? <laughs> Barnabas, hearing your voice now, right up against the door, where he probably has himself, like, his entire body, like, <laughs> braced in the door frame to try to keep Solar from coming back, I I'd imagine Barnabas is, like, kind of dumbstruck right now and how to how to answer your question. So you hear him kind of like uh have like this deep like one, two, three, four. Five. Are you counting? And I pers- I proceed to prepare my prepare my oh my like I I hear him counting and I react in normal police mode and get ready to break down the door and hold him up. <laughs> no no um just uh Percy if you could help um, this customer, uh, this is, he's trying to get into the staff only area. He's oh. not, he's not staff, Percy. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, Percy goes, yeah. <laughs> Percy looks at Solar, and then he can tell, like, there's still this flash of, okay, what's about to happen? And then Percy just says, hi, uh, lost prevention. What's up? Uh, I I proceed to look over. Um, I give him the look of the first time. I gave him the same look I gave him when we had to arrest him the first time, and I I lift my my uh, my cloak up so he can see the badge again. And I go, <laughs> uh, backfire officer, step aside. And Percy just goes, but I'm behind you. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you behind me now? Or are you in front? Yeah. Well, no, because okay, so the door is in the middle, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. And, Whatever. Uh, okay. Uh, so he starts thinking. It's like, does he want to get arrested again? Not really. So uh, he just kind of calls to the door, and uh, he just goes, "Barnabas, the, the cop's gonna be a cop pretty soon. And I don't feel like getting arrested again." Uh, Sir, I need you to step out for a minute for a couple questions. Uh, you're currently uh, there's a situation going on now. Barnabas says uh, in a very sing-song voice, um, one minute! <laughs> and you hear some more crashes, and uh, he... What kind of check should I have you make? Sure. Make a uh, 
Make a dex check. A dex save. Uh, 14. Alright, you, uh... You are able to sidestep in time before before the door uh, gives way, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you don't fall flat on your face. Um, and you are also able then to avoid the rebound of that is Barnabas charging through the door. Okay. Okay. Um, he he is uh, all smiles, ear mm-hmm. to ear, happy, and he says he's still wearing the the floral apron. Looks a little disheveled. And he says, officer, um, how was, uh, can I get you a, a refill on that coffee? I mean, I'm not going to say no to more coffee. Oh, well, right away. He starts busying himself sure. uh, with the coffee. And um, while you're pouring that coffee, and you're, you're <laughs> right here where you're standing around. Uh, question for you. Uh, anything suspicious or out of place been going on in your establishment the last couple days? Uh, nothing, nothing since we hired Mr. Gritz to act as loss prevention. Everything's, everything's great. Everything's good here. Um, how are, how are you? So, uh, so in this position, Solar, um, has sheathed his, uh, you know, his charged wand that he uses as his, like, police weapon that's sheathed, and in his hand is, like, either a key or, like, some kind of, like, metal clanking intimidation tool that he's just rolling across his fingers. So it, it makes the sound effect like of shuffling sounds or whatever to, to make the person feel a little like unedged a bit when they're talking. Okay, so he's got a blackjack. Uh, so like, uh, so I, in my hands I have like playing cards right now, right? So I'm like, I'm shuffling playing cards over and over okay. and over again as a mnemonic. Uh-huh. But maybe it's like a dice or it's like some kind of like coin. I'm just like lobbing over my fingers. Okay, the but coin. It, but the it, coin is good. I like the coin. Coin. Maybe I'm wearing a couple rings with clanks a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. Yeah, he would, and I, I think Solar is the type of guy who would be like wearing his class ring, probably. Yep. All beat to hell, but yep. really proud of that graduating year. Yep. And uh, yep. Yep. it's yep. probably like a like a bigger coin too, like um, like the heft of like a fifty cent piece or something like that. Yep. So he's just rolling. He's like rolling it across his fingers, and this <laughs> is the thing he does. The the what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, to throw the other people, to throw the suspects, to throw suspects off by. Having another thing for them to focus on. Yeah. Okay. Um, so while while this is happening, um, Alos, you you happen to glance at the newspaper that Solar was reading, and uh, you would know that sometimes there are messages hidden in the paper um, in thieves' camp, and these messages are sometimes they are like job offers, want ads, occasionally like assassination uh, sorts of, of things are in there um, but you you catch your name in the paper um, and it's not in just like a, a general you know Nim and Alos spreading the gospel through <laughs> kind of a kind of a thing uh, yeah I, um, I try and be as like casual about it as possible but uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested in what what it says. So there is a a message encoded um, in an article. Um, it would be it would be a review of of a play. I think like something in, in the arts and entertainment section, which is actually a lot of the paper. So it's it's directed at you specifically. I mean, we don't know Alice's last name, but or his full name or anything like that. But you know that it's to you. And it is a a thinly veiled threat. Somebody wants you 
to break in to one of the repositories in Batfire that houses the phylacteries of people who are all registered magic users and destroy them. And the, the message to you makes it plain that uh, if you if you don't do this, great harm is going to befall you. Okay. I will uh, go back over to uh, Solar and tap him on the shoulder. <laughs> I'm in real trouble, man. <laughs> I'm in real trouble. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta get me out of here. Okay, so uh, just as uh, Solar is about to interrogate Barnabas... Uh, Solar, you, you are tapped on the shoulder and your CI is there. Yes. Um, uh, I, I, I know he said my check-in is on Saturday, but, uh, um, is there any way we can move that up a bit? I have kind of a situation, might need your help. How many situations do you have on a weekly basis? You know, it varies. Um, uh, you know, I, I haven't been using magic, so so, so that's good. I'm, I'm not high on the magic. I'm not using magic anymore. <laughs> I look over at him and go, where's the hole in this building again? Uh, the, the, the basement it's through, it's through the door that Barnabas is trying to prevent you from going through it's <laughs> kind of creepy and I don't like him there's a there is now uh, precedent that there is a problem with this establishment any form of movement you make between now and when I'm done with my investigation will be classified as uh, you not participating with law enforcement during investigation I mean, it's mostly a risk of, like, falling through the floor, because we made a really big-ass hole. We? Um, <laughs> we! <laughs> him! You know, whatever. I'm gonna go investigate the hole in the floor. Uh, trying to get to the hole in the floor. Okay, so, uh, you, you push into the back room. Barnabas is... <laughs> he is a... I think just frozen in anger and also I think just paralyzed in fear as well that Zephyr is going to fire him and he almost just got fired and he doesn't want to he doesn't want to lose this job he needs this job so uh, the back is um, it's a it's a standard kind of bakery kitchen right there's a few large ovens uh, pantry you know standard kind of uh, cooking space. There is a a doorway or a stairway leading down um, into uh, the basement of the building. Okay. Uh, so uh, are, yeah. you're going to go down? Uh, pull my pull out my uh, my charged wand, cast my light spell, go investigate. Okay. So you you go down into what remains of the storage room. Uh, there is a a pretty large hole in the middle of the floor. Probably about what I think, like six, seven feet around. Very large. There is uh, what storage was back there. Um, some of it has been knocked over. Some of it's been smashed. Um, very clearly, there was some kind of a fight. Uh, some kind of violence happened back here. Okay. I look around, try to investigate, see if there's any clues. Look for evidence of any sorts between damp like things that stand out from damage or 
you know, body parts, blood trails, uh, any kinds of signs of gang markings, any kinds of ritual casts, the whole nine yards. I do both. I do both the police crime and then like the arcana crime and go through my steps. Okay, so like real crime and X Files crime. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, do do a, a roll. Uh, give me a, a roll for Mulder and a roll for Scully. <laughs> Well, two on the fiscal crime. Yeah. Twelve on the X-Files crime. Okay. So, on the physical crime, you're like, wow, this place is, like, beat to hell. <laughs> Some Something bad happened here. On the more metaphysical stuff, uh, you think to yourself, I wonder what's in this hole. And you yep. you approach the, the gigantic hole on the floor. And looking down, you see one of the tunnels in the underneath, which is um, the under or part of the undercity, the the vast undercity. And lying at the bottom, you see a um, a dead Ankylosaurus, and you see the remains of some other kind of monstrous creature. Oh. It's about a ten, about, I think like a ten foot drop is what we said. Uh, okay. Did uh, did uh, my did my CI follow me? Uh, yeah. I look over and I ask I ask you about what you did down here and why, and I point at the dead things down there and going, what happened? I don't know why they were trying to get into the bakery. But we killed him. <laughs> do I do I have a insight check? Sure. Thirteen. He is being completely honest, as he has always been with you. You have okay. never known Alos to to be anything but earnest and forthcoming. Okay. So why were you here in this spot yesterday, or the day this happened? Um. We, we came here after we left Alexander Tate's house. Okay. Walk, walk me through the night. You left, you left Tate's. <clears throat> so, Solar. There was Solar, the you... asshole werewolves. <laughs> and, um, I remember a report about this. <laughs> yeah. Super jerks. Solar, um, Solar would wonder why Alos was at Tate's house. Like, that would send off alarm bells to him since that is an open investigation uh-huh. uh, well I assume uh, the, well I'm assuming that the open CI information was from the Tate situation am I wrong am I what are you are my you're my CI for something else uh yeah so it's it's not uncommon for for police just to have general um guys that they okay, have okay, like this sure. like an ear to the street right sure sure so he's he's just my CI in general a case from before Yes, not the take case. Okay, correct. Um, I I will log that one away as like another thing I have to look into because it's like <laughs> a gold mine of situations today. <laughs> uh, I need to deal with what's in front of me first, and then what's about to happen as my CI has come up to me with panic, and now can I can bring the the take case got me a little uh, gruffed from the department, so yeah. I'm not in a quick rush to solve that problem beyond what things come to me. Okay. Uh, I'm more worried about what's right in front of me. Okay. Very much. He's very much a practical, like, 
he sees things and sees things that he can solve. He's looking down at the hole going, can we can we put together the narrative that explained why these animal beast things came through this bakery? Well, there yeah, was but, also this skeleton. It may have had something to do with the balloons, I think it was, that, that Barnabas brought. Like I said, weird dude. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I I I I don't know what else I'm forgetting to tell you. <laughs> okay, uh, assuming there's nothing else I can glean from the space, uh, I no, do a, like a generic like physical like search check to see if I pick up any like items or devices that are worth relevancy. Okay, uh, fifteen. If you if Solar is a foodie. There's some some pretty decent ingredients back here, but that would, of course, be stealing. Uh, Any kind of items that that the um, attackers would have dropped have long since been picked over. Sure. Uh, I I proceed to mentally, like, catalog the whole scene, you know, Mm -hmm. put it all in my head, um, make note of the the things that are down there. Proceed to walk back upstairs, and we're going to go bug uh, the proprietor. Okay. So, uh... ran. (laughs) No, Barnabas is not a runner. (laughs) Um, in, In any sense of the word. So he is, uh, he's up there just busying himself... Uh, rearrange like arranging and rearranging the display cases. Oh, I know what I can do. Um, on the way up the stairs, uh-huh. I don't grab the ingredients to steal it, but I grab uh, I grab a combination of ingredients and like I grab something from the ingredient stuff and I go to the I rip it apart, put it on the floor, make a mess out of some of it, and bring it back with me up. Um, okay. I go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bluff it when I come back upstairs. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to come upstairs and I'm going to drop the ingredient material that's covered in like mud and dirt and uh-huh. the stuff in the basement and go, so you're summoning demons downstairs. Uh, make a deception check. Right? 17. His, uh, his eyes go wide and he is like, demons? No! We're not trying to summon any demons here. Who would... Who would I go like get up to his eyes and I go to my I, my arm slides into my pocket and I pull out my my sugar and I pour it on his shoulders and I'm looking doing some like seeing if he reacts type of situations. I'm basically continuously trying to mess with him to get him to <laughs> confess into thinking that he's doing something bad. You're pouring sugar on his shoulders? Yep. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's a method to my madness. I hope so. Because right now I'm just getting madness. <laughs> you know it rubs off. <laughs> yeah, right. He is baffled. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> By this. And he's like, um, officer, whatever you think is happening here is not. There's no kind of. Sugar demons, or anything like that. Uh, there was a dinosaur of some kind, and a minotaur trying to smash through the floor, and these fine gentlemen were very courteous 
and helped us slay the beasts. And that's both, all. Both the both the beasts are dead down there, or is it just the dinosaur? It was the dinosaur and the minotaur, and I heard that they were fighting each other too, and they really wanted to get into the restaurant, into the bakery. And who defend? And who defended you? As I stand, I lean back and I and I pretend to look like I'm taking a few years notes. And uh, who was it that you had defending you? Well, it was uh, our loss prevention officer, Percy Gritz, private detective. Uh, it was Alos here and his uh, his friend um, Nim, who has just stepped out for a minute. I'm sure we'll be back any second. And it was this other fellow, Dak. Um, he's also kind of a shady type. Uh, had to step out as well. And uh, Zafira, my my boss and the owner of the bakery. They they were able to combat these villains. We're trying to destroy her private property. Interesting. What about the skeletons? He's he says, "What about this? What skeletons? What what about them? What about what? Are there skeletons now? There are there skeletons there?" I uh, I give uh, an elbow to uh, the loss prevention officer, and uh, Percy's anger has now shifted from Solar. To Alos. Oh. <laughs> because, well, let, let's get some. I don't I want to get some characterization stuff clear. Um, how much of the conversation where Alos spilled his damn guts did Percy hear? Probably all of it, right? It was all in the public space, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean. That's a, I mean, that's a Alos. I mean, Alos, were you quiet about it, Alos? Probably. Uh, loud whispering or attempting to loud whisper but not really succeeding at loud whispering I mean thing. you were watching uh, you you said that Percy was kind of like tr- trying to decide between drinking the coffee or the tea so yeah. I guess it's it's up to you how how much seeing the two of them and plus Alos did that thing where he he dove behind the counter and then reappeared which, if you think about it, is kind of like the lame, like, I'm pretending to walk down the stairs, like, behind a couch thing, and then he came back up. But I think if, I think if you want to say that he heard, you know, 80, well, he knows, 80% well, of it. The, the, and and right there, and, I mean, he did hear Ayla say, like, because you were all right by the door. So, because uh, what, what we're trying to, what I'm trying to establish, just character-wise going forward, is now he knows that Alos isn't on the up and up, and now he's pissed about that. So that trumps everything else. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, person gets to nudge, and he's just like, it's kind of, that's a, you know, a Hi again, everybody. This is Dr. Andy Wilzag. I wanted to say thanks again for taking time to listen to the show. We really appreciate it. The reason why I wanted to make Strength Check into an actual play D&D podcast, um, when there are so many other actual play shows out there that are probably um, way better than anything that I could do, is I want to draw your attention to a project that I'm a part of here in northeastern Pennsylvania. We're calling it Play for Progress, and the idea is to use D&D and eventually, hopefully, probably, other tabletop games to help middle school and high school kids who are struggling with mental health problems 
or addiction issues or who feel alienated or isolated in some in some way. Um, this part of Pennsylvania has been hit really, really hard by the opioid crisis. Um, this part of Pennsylvania has a very high alcoholism rate. And this part of Pennsylvania is diversifying very quickly, and there are those who have capitalized on that to try to create more conflict between people. So we have a lot of kids here who are alone and who are suffering, um, and suffering mightily. So what we're doing, and the point of this message now, is to just let you know that we are raising money to make Play for Progress a sustainable force for good in the northeastern Pennsylvania area. Um, if you have even $5 to spare for us, you can go to gofundme.com slash playforprogress with hyphens between the words, so play hyphen for hyphen progress. Um, and anything that you can give us will go a long way towards making us sustainable. Thank you. <laughs>